One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we asked you the question this afternoon, what have you been overtaken by? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you had some very good ones for yeah, us, lovely. so thanks for that. Um, we also spoke to Marcus Bourbon, a comedian who's just been on Britain's Got Talent, got yeah. to the semi-finals. Did very well, yeah, he's got off on tour, marcusbourbon.com for tickets. He played the uh, celebrity combination lock. He, he didn't did. knock the he lock. He didn't knock the lock. He nearly Somebody knocked the, the lock. Somebody in yes. but not him. <laughs> And what else did we do for we you We spoke today? to the Moose, Paul, who's oh, off yeah. on the road to Prague. He's, to... A, he's a solo road trip. Uh, he's gone by car to Prague from Boreham Wood in Hertfordshire for the Europa Conference final. You've told me about his travels before and how he's not a great tourist, oh, but I've never seen it in action. I've seen him upset Brazilians, <laughs> the French, whenever I've gone with him. It's just a disaster. <laughs> Russians, terrible. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, you'll hear the moose on tour. Not not a pretty thing. But anyway, here it all is. How are you feeling? Well, yes. Excited. Uh, I know it's been rumbling away for a long old time. And here he is, the big saviour, Ange Postacoglu. Well, potentially. Uh, delighted to have a manager in place 72 days later, I think it is. Um... And also, yeah, look, all the signs are he's a good man and a good manager. He's done very well in Scotland. We'll, we'll find out how well he can adapt uh, his philosophy to uh, the Premier League. But mm-hmm. he, he seems like a good egg. Um, he's got a huge job on his hands. There's so many things have got to be sorted out. I'm delighted it's a four-year contract uh, because I think it's a real statement of intent. I've often felt there's not too many players at Tottenham think they can outlast the manager and you can go and see the chairman and get rid of the manager when mm-hmm. they don't like him. We've seen a couple of examples of that. Well, with a four-year contract, that will focus the mind. Seems a that long is, contract, Paul. That is at last, uh, hopefully, the board saying, this. you know, we're in for the long haul with this guy. We'll see. We know what football's like. But there's a lot of recruitment to be done. Um, they've got to get rid of... One of the toughest jobs at Tottenham, unfortunately, is letting players move on. I spoke mm. to a former manager who'd worked under this regime, and he talked about the frustration sometimes of, of going to them and saying... I don't want to, I'm not going to be using that player anymore. I think it's about time they moved on. And Tottenham having completely unrealistic uh, expectations of what they can get for those players, which means they stick around. Yeah. They're, you know, they're often at the training ground. It causes problems. And sometimes managers just want players gone. And there's been a reluctance to do that at times. Slight red Can you flag. give an example of a player, Lucas Moura, I'm thinking maybe? or well, no, well, I just, not so much that. I mean, I just think there's been lots of players. You look at the amount of players that Tottenham have out on loan. Some 
sometimes you need to cut your ties. I know it's an accounting yeah. thing, but what I think players have stuck around at Tottenham okay. simply because other clubs didn't meet the valuation because those valuations were often unrealistic. And a slight red flag. I was wondering whether Ange was going to turn back at Scotch Corner today <laughs> when he saw the story. I'm not, who knows whether it's true, but there's a story saying that um, Tottenham would like David Raya from uh, Brentford, who've brought in another keeper, so they're expecting it. We've heard Thomas Frank say he thinks he's worth forty million. I know it's a negotiation, but the word once again is that uh, uh, we're offering twenty because that's what we think he's worth, yeah. which is not realistic. You know, maybe we're somewhere in the middle. And again, I know it's a negotiation, but it's that classic thing of Tottenham and this ball wanting top dollar for players that we don't want, having a high expectation of what our current players are worth, yeah. and not being prepared to meet other clubs' valuations for players, which is why I think we've missed out on some over that period. So recruitment. A lot of Deadwood, quite a lot of players that you've got to move on, absolutely. You've got to build that bridge with the fans again, and he strikes me as the kind of coach that, that will do that. So mm. uh, the signs are good on that front. He's going to have to find a new captain. He's going to have to try and keep Harry Kane. Who knows? I was going to say, do you think it's enough to keep Kane, or do you think that ship sailed anyway? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of that will do with the, the chairman and who he wants to sell to and whether he's prepared to take that chance of Kane going into the final year of his contract and hoping Postacoglu does do a good job and, and Kane thinks he's got a chance and he, he may sign a new contract. Mm-hmm. That's the gamble. Or, you know, he walks away uh, for nothing and Spurs miss out on sort of 90, 100 million quid. That's what he needs to, to weigh up. But, uh, you know, he's a pretty key player for Spurs and I'm sure Postacoglu's got a steer uh, on that already. Yeah. But yeah, the signs are good. Um, the sort of football he wants to play uh, is is promising. The sort of fo- I mean, I was f- funny enough, I went it's back. It's a Spurs type game, he yeah. likes, you know, isn't it? Yeah, it's front foot football. I went back last night because um, where they've been really tested. I mean, obviously in the, in the SPL they've been dominant in yeah. the, the two years he's been there, and he's done a very good job recruited well, especially from Japan. But when they when they were in the Champions League, they did struggle a bit. And I went back and watched some sort of highlights of the two Real Madrid games where they did get well beaten, but they were. Periods in both of those games, they had periods where we were better finishing and better decision making. Mm. They could have had the round, but they, look, they might not have won the tie, but they certainly wouldn't have got gubbed as they did in the second or or beaten at home in the first. So, look, he is a bold manager, you know, and it's going to be a period of adjustment and it might not work straight away. We're seeing everybody else strengthening. He strikes me as that sort of man, you know, an, an impressive, impressive type of man who yeah. knows himself, knows the football he wants to, to he wants, knows the culture he wants to create. Yeah. You know, exactly what Spurs need, really. He's inheriting a few other recruitment issues because, I mean, Tottenham have got uh, Destiny Udoji coming in from Udinese. He's a wing-back, loves playing wing-back, mm. doesn't really operate anywhere else. Has tried full-back, apparently, in Italy, and it hasn't really worked because it's not his game. You've got Pedro Porro, effectively, is a wing-back, and he's a guy who plays four at the back. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to Francis Leach in a minute, uh, who's a friend of his, Australian football journalist, and talk about what a big story it is over there. In Australia, but also, I mean, we've had we just had with Conte uh, a coach that was wedded to a system, whether he had the players to do it or not. Sure, and he just would try and fit those players into the system that he loved, and that's why ultimately it didn't work out. Well, one of the reasons why. So it'll be interesting to see what Francis has got to say about Postacoglu because he is going to find himself with quite a lot of players that prefer being part of a three at the back. You know, the players they've invested quite heavily in. So. We'll I'd like, I'd like to pitch says. a nickname to you for him. Oh, yeah. I know there's been a few flying around. Mm. Um, uh, someone who's, who goes out and gets a lot of bargains. Oh, yeah. He's good at getting bargains. He's good at, oh, he has done, bought some very good prices. Good prices, yeah. And Costco Coglu. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> 
Is uh, that, I'm just pitching that for you now. Is Paul, that what you're a, calling as it? A, well, I'm just pitching it as a nickname for further down the line. Costco Coglu. <laughs> Well, as my mate uh, Terry calls it, the hundred pound shop. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely. Well, yeah. And that was and that was before the just, you know the the cost of living rise. But Terry said, "I'm just off down the hundred pound <laughs> yeah. shop. It's impossible <laughs> to go in there." You know, I, I went in without for, spending I went in for pounds, yeah. six bags of sugar, and I spent over hundred quid. <laughs> bought a little bedside cabinet. Yeah, lovely, went to yeah. the hundred pound shop. Yeah, yeah very, very nice. nice. Yeah, there we are. Anyway, anyway we yes. move on. Um, yeah, Glenn Moore, friend of the show, comedian, Sheffield Wednesday fan. Uh, posted something on uh, Twitter the other day, and uh, he'd obviously gone out. I think he was doing the park, He's doing the park run, doing Paul. the park run, wasn't he? Yeah, park he, run. That's right. He was doing. <laughs> if that's not their official song, then uh, then they've, uh, they've park runs the are sat- people don't know what a park run is. It's Saturday mornings. You can go and do yeah. a three mile run, officially timed, yeah. with a chip in your phone, and and you're up against all sorts of people, people in your age group, all stuff. But it's mainly for fun and to keep people out and running. But I think I think uh, Glenn went and did it. And he was passed by somebody wearing jeans. Yeah, got over, just got overtaken on Park Run by a guy in jeans. Now, I'm sure you can beat that. I mean, a guy in jeans is just a, uh, scratching the surface with you lot. Yeah. So whether you've gone out for a run, you've been in the car, you've been burnt up at the lights by, you know, a milk float. I don't know what it is. But what have you been overtaken by? Uh, if you've ever, you've done some 10Ks and some half marathons. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. And you always get passed by someone 80 year old club runners the thing is though and they're running style they're like crouched up and they're but like they don't feel you, shuffling like they're wearing, along they're wearing a harrier's vest or something yeah. you know yeah. they're, they're, they're club runners and so I think it doesn't matter if you're 80 if you've been a, yeah. you've probably been doing that since you were 20 they're Ron Hills they're yeah. 60 year old That's Ron it. Hills yeah. they're running by you in. so um, yes today we'd like to know I once got overtaken by yes. dot 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 let us know, let us know your stories talksport.com text 1889 tweet TSH and J the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker yeah. here on Talk Sports, and uh, we're on documentary uh, corner at the moment. We're just chatting to John Lloyd about Gods of Tennis. We turn now to football and uh, a new documentary called Local Heroes. Um, it's uh, yeah, and that we're going to be talking about that very shortly. Yeah, I think we're stuff, talking about yeah. it now. This yeah, me throwing to a guest that probably Tony Woodcock's flying Ooh, around trying to get on Zoom. <laughs> Sorry, Tony, relax. You got ten <laughs> minutes. To it. I messed up my timings, not for the first time. So yeah, we'll do that a little bit later. We've on. been asking when did people uh, pass you after after um yeah. What did you get? Our, our, what did you get overtaken? Overtaken by? by yeah. That's what we've been asking, mm. isn't it? You know. So and it's after our good friend Glenn. Has been uh, Glenn Moore, uh, yeah. Glenn Moore was overtaken uh, a park run at the weekend by someone in jeans. Yeah, a bit dispiriting, isn't it, Paul? But there we are. In the mid, uh, in in the mid eighties, mm. my friend and I did the Sutton Half Marathon. Mm. This is Kevin, the Charlton fan. We were overtaken by the winner of the full marathon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was two laps for them. Have you ever watched a professional marathon, Paul? Well, I, I've been involved in races that have a professional element. I used to I do the yeah. I used to do the Boopa 10k every year. Professional elephant. London. A professional <laughs> elephant. It was quite quick, really. Quicker quite than fast. enough. Professional <laughs> element. So um, I'd be running up against Mo Farah. So oh really? Uh, and I'd just be heading out as Mo was heading back, and all the other elite. They runners. are sprinting, aren't they? Yeah. Can, it is unbelievable the the, fit, the pace. You, they're you going. see the elite runners go past you the other way, and you're going, "Oh, leave off! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop showing off!" I mean, it is a ridiculous. Ridiculous pace they go, and they're just about to finish. It's just oh, crazy. Yeah, so are, too much. Bit of a shock. 
Um, I ran the London Marathon in 1995, says Graham in Worthing. Got overtaken by a Viking longship. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> the fancy dress element must uh, must be. I mean, if you're overtaken by a bloke carrying a fridge or a, yeah. you know, something like that. I did the part run once in Highbury Fields and was overtaken by a guy pushing a pram with a baby in it. Oh, very nice. Says Harry the United in, fan. In the 80s, in the, in the mid-80s, mm. Newton Abbott Carnival. Oh, yeah. My, um... My mum and dad and some family friends made a bus out of plywood. They made a bus out of a, plywood. A bus out of plywood. Was it, that you there was no one on the, telly that night. Put over the top of us. Okay, yeah. And yeah. there were about six of us kids all in roller skates. Wow. And we skated around the Newton Abbott Carnival. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> were you all, all okay? We were Did all it work? okay. Did it go- well, yes, there's a photo. It's photo evidence. Wow. I think we won a prize. Newton Abbott Carnival. What your... There we are. What was the pro- best... Kids in a bus on roller skates. I don't know if there's a roller skate category. Maybe oh, okay. it was. I don't know. I'll have to find out. You still the, get uh, on the skates, Charlie? Can, can you still turn it on? Yeah, I can do a bit of skating. Yeah. Rollerblades I got quite into in the. Uh, It'd be nice if you could rollerblade to work. <laughs> a pair of very tight shorts. It's a good look for me. You've, I think. Um, have you, you've trimmed. Um, we've been. We've been having quite an Australian theme today, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to continue it. Have you seen the film Chopper? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The, I've, ac- I've accidentally tri- trimmed the beard. Accidentally, yeah. and it's made you look a, a bit quite villainous. I think it's a bit more like um, who's the lead singer of uh, Lemmy Motorhead? It has got, got a, a bit of a Lemmy feel to it. A Lemmy feel to it. It's got a bit of a Lemmy feel, and it's also you got a bit of. Gamble, I tell you, I'm your man. It's a bit um, Alan Rickman in um, in Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. it'll grow back, Paul. That was the thing. I, I was shaving. I was trimming it for a thing last night for a gig last night. And I put a big hole in the beard, in right. the chin beard bit. Yeah. I thought, I can't style that out, so I've just sort of trimmed it down. Not sure it quite works. <laughs> I look like one of those men who's tried to trim their beard to give themselves a jawline. It's made you look harder. It's made you look <laughs> oh, like... quite like I mean, that. Normally, you're, just, you're quite sort of cuddly. It's since but I look- ran that um, 14-year-old out. Yeah, <laughs> when quite you play, like it. Yeah, it's made you. It's, it's giving you. It's give you a bit of edge. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. I was once overtaken by a delivery chap on his bike whilst I was leathering it down the East Lanks Road on my shiny new Italian racing bike, oh, yeah. and in lycra. That's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, we got all the gear. He even on. had the food in the basket on the front. <laughs> Richard, the city fan, off to Istanbul. Uh, have a good, uh, safe journey. It's a similar Richard. story. This is Craig, a friend of mine, is a keen cyclist. He was out riding one day in South Wales. Mm. And he noticed one of those cyclists in the distance, head to toe in sky cycling kit. Oh, yeah, you want to get them? He made it his duty to bust a gut to catch yeah. Skyman. As he overtook Skyman, he gave him a quick nod and noticed Skyman was Geraint Thomas. <laughs> ah, okay. The Sky Rider. So a bloke, uh, literally are. a Skyman. Yes. Well, there we are. Thank you, Craig. Very nice. Uh, Nick says five years ago, I ran the London Marathon. 50 yards from the finish, I got passed by a licorice also. It was Bertie Bassett in full <laughs> kit. No. I thought, I'm not having that. <laughs> I, I, I tried to kick again, but had nothing in the tank to, to beat Bertie to the line. Should have had a couple of all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> bit, of, bit of the extra sugar. Yes. Bertie Bassett. That's a good costume, actually, isn't it, Bertie Bassett? That, that's quite colourful. Yeah, what, good, could you do that with boxes? Couldn't you, Paul? It'd be lovely. Uh, Neville in Milton Keynes, brackets, big Rick Astley fan. Oh, my God. Right, I take it nice. you're going to Glasgow, then. He's never going to give you up, Paul. Well, he's not. I got overtaken by a carrot just before the finish line at the London Marathon. It's quite. I mean, oh, this is the thing, isn't it? Safe yeah. to say it ruined the finish photo after he just dipped in front of me it's a lot of beaten people, by a carrot a lot, of, a lot of time people have done the marathon and then they've got to find another way to get you know the the uh, the, the entry people, no, and, and, no the, 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 the focus on them the, the people oh okay right. want, oh I see you know hmm. and, and so they dress up to do it you know there's a bloke who runs around where I live 
And he's he, all year he he runs around dressed as a stormtrooper, as a, as a, a Star Wars stormtrooper. Oh, okay. Trooper. I'm glad and you we qualified just, that. Yeah. We just qualified. A bit dark. <laughs> yeah, blimey. It sounds nice around your way. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. runs around dressed as a Star Wars stormtrooper. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's like all year. He says, well, I have to practice in the gear. Practice. Yeah, that sounds like a bit of attention seeking to me. I could be wrong. Maybe it's, I mean, you know, it's just. Feels a bit attentiony. Yeah. Well, it's not a bit scary. I mean, if you're some old lady gone out to get your pension money yeah. and some duh, 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 and there he is running yeah. along in the old white just this, behind you. This Hello, is, Mrs. This is not the Everyone. post office you are looking for. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Lovely thought. Um, a friend of mine is a keen cyclist. We've done that one, haven't we? We've done that one. Um, There's hundreds of them. Yes. I once, uh, we done that one. I once uh, borrowed my father's bike, which was put together with bikes he found. You had a neighbour who used to do that. <laughs> Bits of old bike oh, put yeah, together. Nice. Unfortunately, on the flat, I was overtaken by a four-year-old girl with stabilisers oh. uh, who rang a bell to get me out of the way, says Rich in Swansea. Thank oh, you very nice. much, Rich. There we uh, there's all sorts of these, yeah. Uh, um, uh, not overtaken, but a couple of years ago, I was doing a 100-kilometre continuous... Oh, this is really good. All mm. the gear sort of stuff. Oh, it's yeah. really good, isn't it? Not overtaken. A couple of years ago, I was doing a 100-kilometre continuous walk. Mm. We had all mm. the kit, walking poles, rehydration tablets, the yeah. lot. Then we saw a bloke doing it in jeans, wellies, and carrying a Tesco meal deal and a carrier bag. <laughs> That's not good, is it? Your iron ration yeah. does Rob in Southampton. Thank you, Rob. Um, we're, we're excited for three o'clock, aren't we, Paul? Oh, yeah, three o'clock. Um, Charlie, tell us the story of um, your link to the three yeah, well, o'clock at Leicester. Three o'clock at Leicester, Midsummer Dance is the horse. I don't know whether to get your money on or not, Paul. My dad... It's, it's gone out from seven to one to nine to one last <laughs> time. It's drifted slightly. <laughs> My dad announced the other day he's put some money into a horse. He's like a part owner. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how many owners there are of this horse. Mm. But he's a part owner of Midsummer Dance yeah. in the three o'clock at Leicester today. It's his first race as a horse race, as a horse owner. So I don't know if he's gone. I don't know if he's gone up in his barber and, you know, he's with Rupert Bell. Yeah, I like Rupert to think Bell he's... Gear. But um, we're gonna, we've, we've, we've had a little flutter on it. A little, little we? each way and we'll take we're not, it. All. We're not, you know, please gamble responsibly. Yes. We have say it has drifted a bit. It could be because of the ground. Maybe the ground is not... To mid, was it midnight? What midsummer dance? Midsummer dance. It's midsummer uh, the dance. ground may not be to its liking. We look know, out for it. Three, three o'clock, o'clock at we'll Leicester. Keep, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that for you. So yeah, very uh, nice. like you care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby. Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Uh, yes, we told you just before the news and sport that uh, Charlie's dad had a horse in the three o'clock. And he didn't bet on it. He's part owner of the horse that was in the three o'clock yeah. at Leicester. I think he owns about a hoof. I don't know. He owns a hoof. A small, yeah, just a, a, a small yeah. part of the horse. Uh, how did it get on, Charlie? Came third, Paul. Oh, but in the frame, um, unfortunately, good. the uh, each way is only first and second. Ah, it was a small so field, I've, was it? Small field, so I've lost my stake. There. Okay, but no, pretty decent. Not bad at all. Pretty decent but, run. Uh, good. That'll keep him coming That's back, as they say. Because its best run so far was a fourth, I think, in a bigger field. So, so uh, moving up. Yeah. Moving up, there we are, very nice. Um, people have asked, Paul, yeah. if the moose mm. uh, on tour can be a regular feature. <laughs> Haven't enjoyed a travel programme as much in my life. Moose and Carl Pilgrim must have been separated at birth. Yeah, there is. You send the moose to the greatest places on earth. And he'll find things to complain about. Just to moan about. I'm going to pay 80 cents yeah. to go to the toilet. I, I, I wanted did... to see the pyramids. It's cost me 25 quid. Yeah. You know. He's a te- no. He's a te- he's the wor- honestly he's the world's worst tourist. So we may catch up with him tomorrow. Now, if you've been watching Britain's Got Talent, oh, yes. which came to a conclusion at the weekend, you want to see now next guest who went all the way 
to the semi-finals. Did very well. He very well indeed. He did. He's comedian Marcus Bourbon. Good afternoon, Marcus. Hey, hello again. Thanks for having well, me on. Well, no congratulations. It, I, I watched back the um, your first appearance on it, and it's a beautiful Britain's Got Talent edit where kind of they're all sitting there <laughs> and they're saying, well, he's not very funny, is he? And then you go and do your bit and you storm it and you get through. But uh, it's all in the edit where Britain's Got Talent. They do it? like an edit to, <laughs> for their own narrative. Yeah, yeah. they certainly <laughs> do. Well, actually happened isn't necessarily what yeah. people saw. So, I mean, why? I mean, look, it's a fantastic shop window for your talents and you get a lot of eyes on what you do. But, I mean, yeah. was it a fairly exhaustive process to get through, to get on air and get on TV? Yeah, it is, it is very mm. exhaustive and there's a lot of competition and a lot of kind of... A lot of people in my game are humming and hiring about whether that's a good thing or a bad mm. thing. Yeah. Um, listen, I, there's not a lot of opportunities for, you know, comics to get viewed you yeah. know um especially at my um my seasoned campaigning uh, yeah and so you know i'm very grateful for that opportunity it's it's an enormous platform and it's good to do it, it does come with its hazards yeah but also you have got you know you've had two strokes haven't you yeah, marcus which is, narrative you've got yeah. a really nice backstory yeah. you know yeah. a really sad story to <laughs> they, they didn't stop play playing sad, any cold play, play though when you told that story they kept they kept no. it they kept it emotive music free didn't they generally <laughs> yeah i mean it, given the backstory i thought, thought thought they could have been a bit more sympathetic yeah. well one of the judges could have been a bit more <laughs> yeah. sympathetic <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's, it's great when it's someone like marcus paul because mm. marcus is you know been a comedian ever since i started being a comedian and you only ever see marcus absolutely kill it in a club absolutely brilliant you know yeah. absolutely brilliant comedian known as a great writer known as a brilliant comic so you when so, you see so, so it's you, nice to see me do quite average on no no no, no it's, what, but no i know i know a lot i yeah. was going what, what i actually was going on earth mate, what material is marcus gonna know, know. You, knowing your know. act going through it in my mind thinking there's he's got no material he can actually do on prime time well, it, family television it was a bit like and you'll, you'll understand this analogy where better is like it was a bit like getting into a cup final and, and all of my best 10 players i had to put on a bench you know it was yeah. it, it's restrictive and I, and I understand that given the nature of it but yeah. so, some of the some of the edits and some of the kind of discussion of what can't go on just seem to be preposterous yeah um some of it made a lot of sense but but, but for reasons i probably won't go into here yeah, yeah. <laughs> in obvious but but um it's very censorious uh it's a it's a, it's a tv show i suppose so, yeah. so uh but for, yeah. as a for you as a, a platform to get your name out there to you know you were about to go on tour with, yeah with, i don't know if it's your first tour or it is my first tour. yeah oh, right. okay. yeah, yeah yeah so that's very exciting i'm doing that in the autumn and um, have you seen have you, have you tickets are on sale for the tour are yes they? so you can here comes the plug <clears throat> I, I yeah, can, uh, you can get them on marcusburban.com. Um, and have you seen uh, a sort of uplift in sales since Britain's Got Talent? Is it having a material difference, would yes. you say? Yes, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Brilliant. I mean, it is, is a good platform for me, you know. And, uh, I mean, as Charlie knows, there's a lot of really good comics. It's just trying to get a little bit of a leg up. Yeah, you know? sure. And that first kind of... Uh, First sniff of that is 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 so far so good. So yeah. overall, then, I mean, it probably put you off of high vis jackets for life. But I mean, <laughs> overall, a, a worse. Are you pleased you did it? Good experience. Yeah, well, for someone who's you know lost half his eyesight, I'm quite pleased that he he had a vis, you know had a high vis jacket on. Yeah. at least I can see his act. You know. <laughs> I mean, Vigo is a good friend of mine. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you'll know him as well, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He's, everybody loves him as a human being. Yeah, and as a, he's a terrific a guy. Yeah. act. So it couldn't have gone to a better. A person, so and I, and I genuinely mean that. You know, yeah. 
yeah. so, so that's lovely and it's great that he's done well and I think he played that brilliantly um, yeah. so uh, so yeah no but you know I think it, the knock on effect uh, for, for me is grand and certainly is good for him but so. I think what's great mm-hmm. is that you, you know you're not a comic who's only got that 10 minutes and then if you go and see you live it's that 10 minutes and then paddy yeah. out with mm. you know I know that you've got an, an hour of hour and a half of very very good strong funny funny material so oh, thank you. when people come and see you it's not going to be oh yeah it was fine you know it's going to be like actually yeah. they're going to be like wow and of this course, was really good yeah <laughs> this guy can actually do actually it all right yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and you I, can work from the blue book a bit more can't you really is yeah. so you, can, you can you can do <laughs> the you, you can do some stuff for the dead yeah. no you can you can <laughs> yeah. you can do uh, you can do stuff that you couldn't do on the telly yeah no, the trouble with that is you set that up now that everybody's going to come and watch oh, they expect to oh, see yeah. the gloves oh, no. off and, no, and no. Stuff. I don't know I got painted on that as being like the shocking Marcus Bourbon and you go not really <laughs> I mean it's just it's, yeah. it's just it's a clever bit, it, it, I think it's clever, clever yeah, and it's yeah. erudite and sometimes it's a bit all, it's wow. a bit over the mark maybe but I, you know it's it's done with love and respect what's know? it like um, there's, sorry, I've, there's I've never been on it so what's, yeah. what's it like when you're having to keep the secret that you've done it yeah, you have to really. I mean, I didn't tell anyone. I told my my daughter because she was on the show, and I told my girlfriend who again was on the show. And, yeah. and you you do have to keep stum about it, which is something difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I imagine, Paul. So, I think you've got to. Uh, no, it's okay. No, no, um, no, no, no. I just come in sports wise. We talked when you last in Marcus sports wise. It's um, you're not a big. You, you watch a bit of football now. You're not the biggest of football fans, are you? There's other sports that you. I like tennis. You're so tennis we're in the right? middle of tennis at the yeah, moment. Nice. Yeah, we were yeah, just talking yeah. to John Lloyd earlier on about a new. Oh, right. If you love a bit of vintage tennis, the the halcyon days of tennis, Gods of Tennis is a new documentary series it's on that the he's iPlayer. Done. Uh, he's involved with it, although oh, he hasn't right. actually seen it yet. That was quite... Yeah, yeah, that was joined easy. us from Florida. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, tell us a bit about it, John. Well, I haven't actually seen it yet. Was I mean, he lying down on a sun lounger? <laughs> I, <think he'd laughs> probably, I think he probably was. <laughs> he's from Leon C, where I'm from. I know actually. he's from... Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah, I only yeah, noticed so, that today. I wouldn't oh, have yeah. thought that, really. He hasn't got he hasn't got a Lee accent, has he? Uh, really? Well, neither have I, really. But, no. Uh, that's yeah. a shame you didn't win, because you could have bought Southend United. We got a bit of... With the 250,000... And my dad's horse. You could have had the other hoof. The other three hoofs. Got. <laughs> now we're going to play celebrity combination lock in a minute yes. with uh, Marcus. I've not told you about this. No, 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 no it's pretty it. straightforward. But we've got a very interesting bit of breaking Huge news, breaking which news. we're going to get reaction to um, after we've brought you the lock. Uh, Jeremy Lieben's popped back in. I, I, well, I didn't see this coming, Jeremy. What's the story? No, you're not the only one. No, absolutely massive uh, news in the world of golf. So it's just been announced by the PGA Tour that the PGA Tour. DP World Tour and Live Golf, most importantly, have agreed to merge commercial operations under common ownership. And now this has been announced by the PGA Tour and they say it um, agreement establishes a common goal to promote and grow the game globally for the benefit of all stakeholders. And this is a big part. It ends all litigation that was ongoing between wow. between the different tours. Great, so, great news for the Ryder Cup. That so, is, well, look, absolutely, yeah. But, you know, players have been told they're not going to play. I'll take it. Well, look, we'll, we'll deal with all this. Yeah. We'll Rupert in a minute. But that is, that's come out of nowhere, hasn't it? It has. I literally <coughs> blindsided everybody. So they're, they're calling it a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf on a global basis. Yeah. Well, it's good. For, you're right. It's great, Johnny. Yeah. It's great for golf. It's great yeah. for people that like watching it and like seeing all the best players play against each other. And uh, 
Wow, yeah. I mean, they were pretty entrenched only a couple of months ago, but common ground has been found. Thank you. Thanks Thank for that. Thank you very much. No worries. We will, uh, I'm sure I have more on that, and we're going to catch up with Rupert Bell. But so before we MarcusBirdman.com for yes. tickets yes. to Marcus's tour. Any, do you want to name any of the places you're going, Marcus? Uh, I'm going everywhere. Uh, I passed from Scotland, I oh, think. Well. Uh, next, oh, okay. next time. I'm doing it at Edinburgh Festival, so oh, well, right. that's that. But yeah, in, in most big towns and cities. Well, we'll tell you more about that, that big golf story after Celebrity Combination Celebrity Lock. Celebrity Combination Lock. Celebrity Combination Lock with your hosts, Paul Hawksby and Lock Keeper, Charlie Baker. Yeah, Celebrity Combination Lock, a very simple game. Our assistant producer, Jamie, has got a lot of fetid gym yes, kit in a locker. Stinking. He it. can't stinking, open it. Stinking There's the office out. Complaints from other members. Yeah. Um, we need to open that locker. Um, he's, our trouble is, he's not got a great memory. Yeah. He has forgotten the combination. You may uh, have thought you've reached the zenith of yeah. life's entertainment, Marcus, <laughs> by being No, it keeps going, going higher. Britain's Got Talent. But here we are <laughs> yeah. on Celebrity Combination Lock. The one rule is you do not knock the lock. Don't knock the lock. Don't okay, knock okay. the lock. I haven't yet. Jay needs to have the, the, planning the, to. the respect it deserves. <laughs> <clears throat> Who's played it so far this season? Chloe um, Petz. Chloe Petz, Mike, Mike Fenton, Fenton, Stephen Steve. Grant, Charlotte Regan, Jack yeah. Whitehall, Kevin Day, Kevin Day, John McClure were, from Reverend and the Makers, yeah, some of the people that have played it. Uh, the closest anyone got, mm. which is quite important, two correct numbers, two in the correct place, was our old mate Kevin Day. One, four, nine, seven, said Kevin. So one, four, nine, seven. Two of those numbers are right, Marcus. And they're in the correct place, yeah. one, four, nine, seven. So bear that in mind uh, as you give us the four numbers to hopefully open the lock. Let's have your four numbers. Four numbers. Marcus <laughs> Bourbon. Oh com for tickets while he's thinking. It's a flimsy premise. That's not... <laughs> I, can not, I knock yes. the lock. That, that sounded like a knocking lock. It's, goss- no, no, it's well, gossamer I'm, thin. I'm knocking my own state of mental awareness. Okay, that yeah, I, sure. I have no idea. I have okay, no so idea. One, one, four, nine, seven. Two of those numbers are in the combination. Yeah. Wait, wait, one, four, nine, seven. Two <laughs> of the numbers are correct. So you, yes, need to use at right least, you need to use at least two of those numbers. Yes, in those places. And let's go... Uh, 21.97. 21.97. 21.97. So let's put those numbers in. Let's put them in, yeah, yeah. 2, 1, 9, <clears throat> 7. And here we go. I'll only correct. Quite low budget as well. Uh, putting them in. Putting them in, yeah, yeah. Don't you knock the lock. Oh, I'm, I'm knocking you're, the lock. You're part I of can. the You're part of the lock. That's because Paul knocked the lock I'm during the numbers. That. How many were <laughs> they get anything? How many were correct? Two. Two. Two were right. Yeah. How many in the correct place? The voice of the lock. One. One was in the correct place with two. One. That's, not a, that's not a shambles. That's not a bad. Not, not bad at all. But not had, great. Yeah. Not bad <laughs> not at all. Bad at all. Well, you, and the other thing is, you didn't knock the lock. No, so you may get to play it another time. I mean, you set that up for me to knock the lock. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, keep, you keep pushing me. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Live on TalkSport tomorrow night, the Europa yeah. Conference League final. The Moose is a seasoned West Ham fan. Had to be there, of course. We're going to find out why he's driving solo all the way to Prague from Hertfordshire. Um, he's putting it all out on his social media places, TikTok and oh, okay. Twitter, etc. If you want to follow his trip, he's doing little videos. And let's give you a flavour of those now. I'll tell you what, it might be fun. You come with me to Prague for the journey. France, Germany... Bit of Belgium and Holland as well. Who knows where this road trip might take us. Well, based on what you've said, (laughs) France, (laughs) Germany and a little bit of Holland as well. Hopefully the Czech Republic at the end of it. He's creating clips of the week for us. Hello, Moose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hello, boys. That where, was recorded about three 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 thirty this morning when I was half asleep. <laughs> where are you now? Uh, I'm about an hour and a half, two hours away from Frankfurt. Oh, wow! So you're making nice. pretty decent time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, the, the the roads in Belgium and and I mean this this idea that you can drive at whatever speed you want in Germany is absolute nonsense because I've had stupid truck drivers just literally stopping in front of me and driving at like 40 miles an hour, sorry, 40 kilometres, wherever it, wherever it is. Over there. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it I think would, that's it the would law. I think they're allowed to drive faster than that. Yeah, they could They could at least make an effort. And there's road works. I mean, obviously there's road works. I mean, we have road works. Why shouldn't the people on the continent have road works as well? Just mm. to join in the fun of passing mile upon mile of cones with nobody actually doing anything. I mean, mm. you know, it's, it's great fun to watch that when you're, drive up and down the M25, but, you know, not maybe so much when you're, you know, passing Brussels and Cologne and places like that. But anyway, there we go. Not exactly Michael Palin, is it? No. So you've never you. been the greatest tourist <laughs> having toured with you for Talk Sport Moose, so this me, doesn't me, surprise me. I've got I've got to say, I did get really annoyed when I went... It's, it's happened in Belgium and it's happened in Germany. When you stop at a service station mm. to uh, to go and, and take a comfort break, shall we say, yeah. they charge you. Oh, yeah. Right? You walk into Newport Pagnell, you can go and use the loo for nothing. Mm. You walk into, you know... Um, any services, you know, yeah. Beckensfield or wherever, yeah. it's it's free of charge. Here, it's eighty, it's eighty um, cents, eighty, or cents? Euros, 80 really? euros or whatever, one euro. I don't know, whatever it's it is. Probably eighty oh, euros. Eighty euros. <laughs> Depends what it's you're a doing. Red scam they've got going. <laughs> they saw you it's coming. Cost, we were right back off Brussels, me. as the pub landlord would say. It's yeah, eighty me euros. A fortune. I actually had a word with a woman. I had a word with her. She didn't understand what I was saying in Belgium. But anyway, there we go. I was saying, listen, we don't charge your lorry drivers when you come to England to oh, go. Oh God! All these, I wonder why they're happy to see the basically back of us. people from Brussels to. 
Cologne to Leipzig are saying, I met this place, the rudest man I've ever met. <laughs> no, it, no. And no I wonder, I'm, I'm really pleased they left. Their people are saying in various just, languages today when just, they meet I was up. Just make, I was just making a point. I mean, you know, the, the, in, in our country, it's absolutely free of charge to go to... Uh, Use a service station for what you should use a service station mm, for. Yeah. Over over here, literally, you've got to have your, your credit card with you because you can't get in otherwise. They've wow. got the little, huh. like, like you get into a turnstile. Anyway, it's not all been bad. Anyway. No, well, that's good to hear. Have you got? You, you've got a ticket <laughs> well, to the. You got a ticket to the match, have you? Yeah, I've got a ticket to the game. I, I was on the boat with um, quite a few West Ham fans mm. this morning who, who I haven't got tickets. They're they're travelling down. Um, similar way to, to the way I'm doing it, just by you know by road, and um, they haven't got a ticket. So they're either going to watch it in the fan park in in Prague, or they're going to try their best to get a ticket wow. outside. But I mean, that, that's going to cost an absolute arm and a leg. People you know, normally touts would charge a fortune for any game, but for for this final, West Ham fans, the amount of West Ham fans that will be looking for tickets, I would I would think that's going to be an absolute fortune. And why did you decide to drive? Was it you simply couldn't get a flight or? Yeah, plus I'm really friends, so oh, you, know, oh, just, well, you can fly on your own now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was I only, I only got the ticket over the weekend, so by oh. that stage it was it was hard. To, I mean, the, the best flight I could find was via Vienna, mm. and it would take a grand total. Of, I think it was thirty five hours. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I figured having done the London Marathon, I could probably walk it quicker than that. Yeah. Um, so although you were talking about things overtaking I was overtaken doing the marathon by a, someone dressed as a rhino with crutches but that, well, that's another matter um, <laughs> not just a rhino rhino with crutches yeah, an injured that, rhino that was, a, that was a particularly low point of that yeah, afternoon yeah. Um, but no I mean it was just it wasn't feasible really in terms of how long it was going to take and also the amount the airlines were obviously then charging to, to get you anywhere near I mean my cousin's flying over from the game from Miami he's gone from Miami to Warsaw into Prague so I mean there's, there's not even a direct flight from from the states, so uh, no, I, I decided the best policy, and it'd be fun as well. You know, a bit of yeah, culture, good fun, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Moaning, I'm looking at, moaning at people for charging you for having a wee. I'm looking at the map. Um, your route in would appear if you're near Frankfurt. You've obviously gone a, a slightly different route. You're not far from Mainz, I don't think. Then you've got Nuremberg. Mm. Then you'll get into or Pilsen. You're not a big beer drinker, Moose. Are you? So that might be lost if you're looking for. But then you go from Pilsen. Well, into, they diet, if they do Diet Coke, I'll be all right. I'm sure they will. Oh, yeah. And then Pilsen, in, Pilsen it. into Prague that you'll be doing. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, Oktoberfest. France to Belgium was was, was pretty quick. Um, I needed to make sure I turned left at Luxembourg to get into uh, to Germany. I, I, I managed to recognise that signpost because it actually had Luxembourg written in English. Again, the signposts aren't very helpful over here. They're all written in German. Um, you know, so uh, I'm having to sort of guess at some of the, some of the signposts. I mean, you know, 80 miles an hour is not 80 miles an hour; it's 80 kilometres an hour. Yeah. So while I'm trying to do 80 miles an hour, mm. everyone else is doing 50 because you're a broad so, moose that's what happens when you're abroad you know I you know, just find I sometimes know. that things are different so anyway uh, good luck um what, no what's, problem. what time do you expect to get you can you're gonna you're gonna keep going and then get to prague tonight is that the plan or what no i, th- I think what i might do is i might stop somewhere like nuremberg mm. or um, or as close as i can get to the, the czech czech republic and mm. and find a hotel i mean i can't imagine there's anything going on necessarily in, in, in those places, Nuremberg or mm. Mainz or whatever, later on tonight. So the hotel room should be relatively easy to get hold you of. You go and find something to do. Nuremberg, you meant to do. Nuremberg, you'll find plenty going on yeah. there. And no, no, but you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like Prague, where literally every <laughs> oh, no. hotel room and, and, 
and ten oh. spaces have been taken. You'll find somewhere, they- yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show as it all unfolded. I'm not here tomorrow. Andy and Charlie will yeah, be here lovely. building up to our big game of football. Garfunkel West- and Garfunkel. That- hey, <laughs> West Ham in a big European final tomorrow night. That's live on TalkSport and the guys will be building up, I'm sure, uh, the Uber tourist, the Moose will be part of that coverage as well. Um, I'll be back Thursday for the birthday spread more. Uh, Enjoy the show tomorrow. And don't forget, if you can't listen to the boys tomorrow, the podcast will be available as always around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.